0: The work that we do now the mindset that we adopt now will pay dividends if done properly and if we go ahead and double down and do the work that's necessary whether that be prospecting whether that be systematization whether that be automations whether that be learning some new technologies whatever it is that's most relevant highest dollar and most impactful in your business right now if you invest the energy in doing that right now with the extra time that you do have because you're not banging out all the transactions that you did last year, you will reap the reward. If you're using this time to vacation, to sit around and to wait, then yeah, your trajectory is going to take much longer to take off and somebody is going to get ahead of you unquestionably. And so uh, my advice is always cultivate that environment where you're around great people, do the necessary work. I'm not necessarily advocating that people double down and all of a sudden work 100 hours a week. You know to me that's not great advice listen work your 60 hour a week use your time wisely be effective do the high dollar stuff that's going to get you the year that you want next year and help you finish strong this year and if you do that you're going to be just fine so the question is this how do most
1: agents succeed in today's competitive real estate market when all the successful agents are keeping the secrets to themselves. So that's the question. And this podcast will give you the answer. I interview agents from all over the world. I ask them their tactics and they share all of their secrets with me so we can give them to the world. I'm Aaron Amuchistegi and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Amuchistegi. Welcome back. I'm Aaron I'm excited about this interview because you are going to recognize this guy's voice, right? (laughs) So today I get to interview Courtney Atkinson. Today he's in Lethbridge, Alberta. And, you know, last year, I think a lot of our listeners know, unless you've, unless you just started listening in the last few months, if you've been listening for more than a few months, you've heard Courtney's voice on here. A year ago this month, my daughter checked into an inpatient treatment center up in Arkansas. The I ended up you know staying back with my three kids while my wife and daughter went to Arkansas and then every month we would switch and then I'd go up to Arkansas and man I needed help with my businesses. And you guys know we had four or five people that jumped in to record, you know, podcasts and fill in for me as the host and the guy that did more than any other one is Courtney Atkinson. And really I wanted to have a chance to have Courtney on here to be interviewed to flip side. He's been interviewing people. I want to interview Courtney and play some thanks. Courtney, how's it going, man?
0: Dude, it's going so well. And I can't tell you how stoked I am to hear how well Maddie's doing and to see you back in that chair doing what you do so well, man, bringing uh, cool people around and, and sharing good information and good vibes to the real estate world, man. So thanks to you and, and congrats to your whole family, your wife and Maddie. It's such great news that she's doing so well, man. Yeah. You had a,
1: you had a front row uh, to a lot of the stuff that was happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before we hit, before we hit record, we started talking about, like, what's life like right now? Yeah. And the and it depends on if you were going to measure it, I could say, oh, I had a rough week in some of my businesses. I had to fire mm-hmm. some people. Oh, I had some things go wrong. Finances are not what they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. But, man, it was like, by, but my biggest answer was just life is amazing mm-hmm. right now. Because yeah. a year ago, my daughter couldn't eat, couldn't wear socks or shoes. She was in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk. Yeah. And today... She is a normal teenager again, and we just had an amazing vacation in Florida, and she was riding bikes. And I could not have done that. My da- daughter couldn't have healed without the full support of everybody around us. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have kept the rest of my family together during that time if I didn't have the full support around me of people like you stepping up to help. And so it helps when we get to... It's so much nicer when you're out of the storm yeah. to reflect on like, oh, man, like it helps us appreciate the other stuff. Like, oh, times are really rough, helps us appreciate other stuff. But then real estate's also kind of in a storm right now. And and probably some of the stuff we'll talk about today. But, you know, as we jump around, I know you started hosting the podcast for me last year in May Mm -hmm. and, you know, did it through the end of the year and got to do, you know, got to interview a whole bunch of different people. Um, And before we go into your real estate story... I wanted to ask you, is there, is there an interview that stuck out or something that happened as you were doing those interviews or as you were, that seemed to be a similar line where you said, Hey, success comes from this. Mm. Like you interviewed so many, was was there like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, was there a, a similar concept or similar activity or similar trait in those interviews that you're like, that's what it takes to be great?
0: Yeah. I can relate this to Maddie and to you, man. So yes, there was. And for me, it's interesting, you know, the journey that we go on as human beings. And, you know, I can't speak for you, Aaron. I don't know exactly your trajectory. I know some of it, and I know it's been incredible. Uh, and so has mine, and so has everybody's. All of us have been on these incredible journeys called life that have brought us here. And to me, the most meaningful and impactful things that I've done have been the things that I've done for others selflessly. And being aware of the things that others have done for me, and so, for you, Aaron, you know this podcast, you know our friendship, the the fact that uh, I was able to step in to me was just a way to pay reciprocity to the universe, to you specifically, to connect to your family, to support Maddie in some distant way but that 's one of the things that I love about real estate, and in fact it 's one of the things that we stand for in our team. you know we are community builders in the atkinson team it 's something that we talk about here daily. And, and I was thinking about, okay, so that's got a lot to do with, with this relationship that you and I have and, and how I came to do so many podcasts last year. And the one that stood out kind of relates a little bit. It was a, a younger gentleman in California, and of course, I can't remember his name on the spot right now, but a, a young guy... And I recall having a conversation with you about like, you know, should we cut all the F-bombs out of this? Yeah, pilot? I remember that interview. I listened to that. I remember that interview. Right? And, and and the truth was, was that it was a real kind of come from behind story. I mean, just a real tough background. Someone had overcome tremendous obstacles uh, like you have and and like I have, you know, not to measure, but this was somebody who had certainly had exceptional obstacles in their life but was so grateful for them and had turned them into such positive things in their life and was giving back in so many great ways. And I feel like, you know, as real estate agents, the truth is this. Listen, we're not always going to have our best year, okay? This concept of like every year being able to grow by 25 or 35% yeah. and it being like an infinite, you know, line of hockey stick growth is is just unrealistic, and this year is a great reminder for that. And when you can't be... On that growth trajectory, we have to reflect back and say, hey, like, how did I get here? Hey, don't forget, like, this has been a long, beautiful journey. And I've worked hard to be in these shoes today, no matter your success. Okay. The truth is, we've all busted our butts. And to look forward and to be grateful for the things that are in front of us now, including the challenges, right? And to reflect on the fact that, hey, listen, The fact is, is that I've come from somewhere special. It's been filled with adversity. I had no guarantee of landing where I was last year, never mind making it through to this year. Let's look at this moment that we're in, this economy that we're experiencing, this fact that you and I aren't making the money this year that we made last year, the fact that our vacations may be less frequent or smaller, maybe our investments aren't happening this year in the way that they have in past years, but instead choose to look at it like it's happening for us. Like, these are fortifying times. These are times where we get to remember how lucky we are to have our health and have our families and have the things that we do have in our lives, as simple as they might be. So, so dude, yeah, that interview stood out. To me, it it resonated in a lot of ways to to this journey that you and I have had, the journey that I've been on, and I think for, for so many others, I, I can imagine that it did too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a great one. Maybe before the end of the show, I'll I'll, I'll be able to look it up and tell everybody which one it was. But The yeah, the idea was um, he was the kid was so raw, Mm -hmm. he was so raw about everything. But I mean, if I'm remembering right, it was like growing up in like these like horrible households and horrible experiences where it was just like no matter what, like like figuring out how to feed himself at a young age and like this really really intense stuff. And that example of like not being angry about essentially like being abused by the world. That's and right. like not being angry and instead being grateful for it and thankful for it. And that's like, um, you know, as we get through our adversity, which right now for some, for some agents out there right now, it's a season of adversity, a season oh, of challenge, a season of change. Oh yeah. And I've gone to zero like four times in my life in my entrepreneur career. Mm-hmm. But every time I set up a model and a business model, it was always like, can I do more next month? Can I do more next month? And it was always like, so five years from now, if I'm doing 30 deals a month right now, five years from now, I'll be doing a hundred deals a month. But business and life isn't like that. Mm-hmm. And I got to see that last year in the sense that like, so like COVID showed us that, or when Maddie got sick and it was like, okay, so like things happen, life happens, life is short. People get sick, people pass away, right. you know, businesses get shut down, you know, foreclosures have a moratorium, all sorts of things. But as yeah. we get to look at it, so in 2020 hit, if we yeah. jump way, way back, yeah, you know, you, um, up in Canada you know, it was an extreme change for all of us, but it was an extreme change for you. And you quickly had to adapt to a mindset. And I remember thinking the sky is falling. I remember thinking, I cannot believe I just bought this house. I (laughs) wish I could get my money back. Um, I was just, I was just ready to be done and to have lost it all. And I think you were going through the same stuff, but what was, what was, how did you, how did you deal with that?
0: Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's important to understand that uh, Canada went crazy. Like, we locked everything down. Like, Florida, you know, if y'all are in Florida listening right now, I mean, COVID didn't really happen there. I mean, it did, but it didn't, right? Canada was locked down, and there were various stages. uh, Where I live in Alberta, you know, it was one of the better provinces. But, I mean, there was, like, don't leave your house, you know, and that was going on for months. And, uh, yeah, it was utter madness and terrible for people's mental health Uh, great for containing this virus, but um, hard in so many other ways. And I recall, you know, by about May, I had put full stop on all of my marketing and uh, was in kind of full, you know, save the business mode. And as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, really it was just my hope that, that we could survive. But I finally got to the place where, listen, you know, we may not make it. We may either lose everything or sell everything. But if that's the case, the truth is, is that those things don't define me anyway. And I I wanted to, you know, better understand what it was that did define me because in a way the success had and, you know, in a way my name and reputation in this market and as a coach had. And I thought, does that really matter? And some of these things can be fleeting anyway. What ultimately do I want to take to my grave? And what I wanted to take to my grave and what I settled on was that I needed to be the best dad, the best husband, the best team leader, the best coach that I possibly could be in that time to support others, including my family, through this really treacherous time, knowing that mental health was being sacrificed, that there were things that were beyond everyone's control, that there was lots of battling between friends and, and uh, you know, governments and people versus government. And I thought, you know, that's not going to be my vibe. My vibe is going to be that person who has the best health that they've ever had, who has the best outlook that they've ever had and is quite frankly at peace losing every single thing and being happier as a human being about that. And what I found was that given all the time that I was spending with my family, we ended up connecting in ways that we never would have before. It ended up being one of the most beautiful windows of time for us to find things to do and to spend time together that we've ever had. My kids are now six and eight and it was a great time for us that year. Uh, my wife and I connected very deeply that year. My team and I connected very deeply that year. In a lot of ways, I was a beacon of support and light for people that were in darker places than I was because I spent so much time working on my mental health and that optimism and positivity. And as it turned out, that ended up being a great year. Now, not tremendous. I mean, we lost kind of three or four months worth of revenue But by virtue of cutting expenses, yeah, at the end of the year, it was kind of a wash compared to 2019, more or less the same. And I thought, gosh, that's about as good as I can ask for, given that we didn't do much for about three months. And so I was really pleased about that, about the way that I managed that. And it gave me really good insight and, frankly, some insight that I've used again this year because it hasn't been super hot, as you know, and certainly nothing like it was last year. And for a lot of agents especially if you have a model like ours where we bring so many new people in, you know, they thought like 2021 and 2022 was just kind of the way real estate was, you know? Well, what a terrible setup. And then 2023 spring comes around and like, where's this business gone to? And truth is, it's not terribly dissimilar from some years past, but from, you know, a person who's been in a year or two, boy, what a dramatic difference. And so, the ability to kind of support people through that and maintain some of those same attitudes, I think, has been really helpful. Not to say that we're making money like we did; we're not. Nobody is, but uh, yeah, I'm happy. That's the main thing. Yeah, you know, when it comes to sales volume,
1: I think you know, there's a tale of many markets right now where in some markets prices are still increasing and they're still getting a yeah. hundred. I interviewed somebody earlier that had a hundred offers on a house, and 100? you go like a hundred in like in in uh, Connecticut, and you go like what that's wild there's still some markets where prices are increasing Mm -hmm. you know in austin prices are decreasing but in nearly every market volume is way down meaning Mm -hmm. the number of houses selling is way down so whether it's still a buyer's market or seller's market or values Mm -hmm. there's still agents make money based on how many transactions that they do that's right and transactions are down and it's really similar to 2019 in most places it's number of showings, number of listings, you know, months of inventory is really similar to what it was like in 2019. And mm-hmm. so it, for newer agents, especially getting to see, you know, getting back to our roots or being able to go, it's tough to understand like, okay, man, I should have done more and I was making more money or whatever. It's tough to like really catch and go like, that's a very unique experience. Right. There will be another one in our lifetime, but those unique experiences happen like every five, 10, 15 years. And I've seen, I've had three. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild real estate experiences uh, in my career, yeah. you know, since really getting into it in 2000, 2005. And so, yeah, what I like about your, you know, your 2020 story, right, is you did a couple things. One, you like, you controlled what was controllable. 100%. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I can spend time with my family, I can yeah. work out. I can exercise and I did, and I did a very similar thing here. It was like my, you know, my, I was exercising an hour to a day and I got my golf simulator and I was like running what business I could and doing zooms all the time. But it was like, it was really trying to go get, um, like, like what can happen when things go bad? Like you've got more time on your hands. So it goes two ways. You can watch more TV or can you, can you use more time on your hands for a benefit? And so you controlled what you could control. And then it was a lot about thinking positive. But the other stuff you said is so, like, okay, what's the worst? So we get this fear, we get this stress, it freezes us. And we go, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm -hmm. And the worst thing that can happen is you got a business, you sell your assets, and you start from scratch at a different industry. Like, that's the worst. Yeah. And you were able to go, like, well, that doesn't really define me. My kids are healthy, my wife's healthy. Like, the could be worse. Like, and so, like, hold that whole could be worst system so i know every time i've gone through adversity i think you're the same thing we've had these times it was really hard yeah we had to have the right positive attitude to get out of it we had to try hard we had to have some luck we had to have some gifts from god we like to get out of adversity it doesn't just take hard work we also i also acknowledge that it takes some like right stuff at the right time and, and luck but we but we can help you know make the luck happen a little bit yeah um but it's like getting to see that other side and so now we can reflect that i try to remind myself when times are different like right now in in 3 of my 4 businesses and things like that to go you said it before we hit record this happens for me not to me
0: right you know it's perspective it's a choice that we that we can make right you know how how will i feel about this thing right well some people were very upset about their government you know locking them in their homes and i didn't really feel like that was something that i had a tremendous say over and so, yeah, I could have gone to the rally lines and I, and I could have participated in all that, but I thought, like, realistically, there's people already doing that. My energy is better spent somewhere else. And plus, I have, you know, a lot of people looking to me for guidance, whether that's through my social media channels, my team, my coaching business, and uh, how I'm being right now is going to play a big role in how I do as we come out of this and how people view me as someone who manages adversity. And so I was mindful of that. And you know, a question that I've often asked myself, Aaron, is, you know, who do I need to be today to deserve the kind of life that I'm trying to build for me and my family and the people that I serve? And as I've asked that as a guiding question, the roadmap has become ever increasingly clear. You know, I need to be a person who manages emotions. I need to be a person who manages his finances, come, you know, great markets and bad markets. I need to be the kind of person who's prepared to grow through difficult times uh, and who's pre- prepared to look inwardly. Uh, for change rather than outwardly. You know, I have the ultimate control. It's within me. It's about me. It's about how I show up and, and what I do and how I am is going to impact all that. And by virtue of my work and your work, we have the ability to impact so many others. It's a responsibility at a certain point, isn't it? Yeah. Hey
1: listeners, Aaron here. I just wanna tell you about something I'm super, super excited about. You know, a couple months ago, I had a bunch of people in my office in Austin and I taught what I called my foreclosure masterclass. It was to teach investors how to make money with distressed real estate investing through foreclosures and other sorts of leads that are out there of people that are desperate to sell or need to sell and maybe they don't even know it yet. And that process. Well, I, we had so much fun when people, everyone came to the office. So many people said they wanted to do it again. I recorded the class. It's now live and available for purchase. So if you're interested in learning about becoming an investor and learning about becoming an investor agent, being able to educate yourself uh, some more around foreclosures, about distressed real estate and how to get those, go to the foreclosure the foreclosure All right, back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think I need to add that to my whiteboard like the idea of who do I need to be today to be the person who deserves the life that I'm planning or the life that I want or the business that I want. There's a lot of extras you can put on that, Mm -hmm. but that who do I need to be today could help with decisions of like the alarm goes off and you're like, should I get out of bed or not? It's like, who do I need to be today to have that life that I wanted? Or when it's making decisions of what we're eating or whether we're getting the exercise in or whether we're like making the call, or, yeah. like, doing the outbound dialing, or like doing the prospecting, or like learning a new skill sure. to help our business. Like, who do I need to be? If I want my story to be, you know, the start of 2023 was hard, right. but by the end of it, I redefined my systems, I cut my costs, we, you know, we got everything going where we started growing again in the right direction. And we know when the real estate market spigot opens, we're gonna be at the top of our market share. Mm-hmm. So, you go like, so if that's what I want, if that's my journey, what's my daily, who do I need to be today? To have that be my story for later, because if we don't do the prospecting now, or we don't, you know, get our skills together now, if we don't do the stuff now to try to grow market share, then when the spigot does open up again and volume doubles or triples again, because it will, it always does, right? Um, you
0: know, the you got to be ready for it to actually grow. And I think if you're not, then it becomes really easy to kind of like take a deep breath at that time and kind of sit down and and take months and months to get off that because you've been under all this. Pressure, stress, and anxiety during the tough times that when things turn, you don't get into it as quickly as you needed to because now you're just feeling the sense of relief and my choice is that i as as we said earlier, you know I choose to look at these things like they're happening for me, good or bad, you know like i don 't have a lot of judgment around it, I know categorically you know what people would say and and how I might um, you know look at you know losing everything as as being bad but You know, if we look back, Aaron, you know, you and I have been through some things, I can't think of anything that I wished away. Like, I I wouldn't wish any of it away. Not the worst stuff. Like, it's all given me the strength to navigate difficult times. It's given me stories to share with others. I think it's made me a better person. And so if this is meant to be one of those times, like, why would I wish away some of my greatest growth potential, right? Like, it just doesn't seem like a very wise thing to do. Instead, like, I want to choose to embrace that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life is, um, you know, it's just a it,
1: I, life is about the hero's journey, I think, a lot of the time. It's like every movie, every storyline is that hero's journey concept of like there's somebody, there's a character in the movie and they're like living life mm-hmm. and then a challenge happens and the challenge seems monumental and it seems like they can't get over it and they don't know how they're going to get over it. And then it's the battle to get over that mountain, to get over that challenge. Mm-hmm. And then they do. Right And then it's like this new life, and it's sto- it's every movie, it's every storyline ever, and so life is all these heroes' journeys, and so it's not fun when we're at the bottom of the journey or when we're you know going through it, but then it gets to be part that we get to be grateful for. I was a little worried that my kids were not going to have i've I've voiced concern mm-hmm. that my kids are growing up in a world much different than mine, in a much different place, you know it, with a lot more resources and and like time and, and ex- money and experiences than I had when I was younger. I, I joked that the childhood. first time I went to, you know, when I went to, first time I went to Hawaii, I was 15 and my, and my seven-year-old's been there a dozen times, you know, and the, there's little things like that. I was worried my kids wouldn't have their hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And then now what I got to see is like Maddie has had hers or is having hers. And, you know, mm-hmm. that chance for, because I don't want to, I don't want to take that away from anybody either. Like yeah. imagine not having the failure, the adversity for that hero's journey that, yeah. you know, and sometimes it takes years before we appreciate it. It does. But like, um, Could you imagine actually not going through the downtimes, not Dude, having the bad stuff as part of our story?
0: No. And, man, one of the greatest things about being a parent, and I think how it helps us be better business people, is it gives us the patience to let things unfold sometimes. You know, I recall early in my career having this urgency to, like, fix everything. You know, I just – I had to be so hands-on, and I was so controlling in the way that I wanted and needed everything to be – and, you know, as a parent, you recognize, listen, like, these are little human beings. Like, there's only so much control that I have. I'm going to guide the journey. But the truth is, especially in this day and age, uh, I feel a duty to almost create opportunities for my kids to fail. Like, there's, I don't think there's enough ways for kids to fall flat, especially at this young age. Uh, we live in such a padded society, and schools are structured in such a way now, and sport, and... You know, just kind of universally, I think we've got uh, a kind of a society that's setting children up to not have the hero's journey that we're talking about. And so I'm, I'm strategically finding ways to help my kids fail as a way of serving them moving forward. And I know that they think that I'm kind of a tough dad, and I know that they think sometimes I'm hard on them, but I also recognize how those things have served me. And I don't necessarily think that I'm the perfect person by any stretch. I've got so much growth to do yet. But I look back to your point and I say to myself, you know what, some of those things uh, were some of the best things that have ever happened to me. Even I look through my, my, my parents and how difficult it must have been to see their 12-year-old go through a drug overdose or, you know, to see their kid fail out of university or barely get into university, like all these things, you know, that they must have been so concerned or wanted to kind of stop or protect me from. And I really, really honor them for just letting me do it my way. Uh, For better or for worse, you know, it got me here and and I'm really grateful that uh, this is where I'm at today with you. This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here, but don't worry. This one is only going
1: to run for the next two or three episodes. I talk so much about the mastermind. It's one of my passions, getting everybody to come hang out in Austin where I get to meet you guys. Well, we just had it, you know, a few weeks ago and we decided for next year we were going to do pre-sales we're only selling 70 tickets total for the whole country and that way we keep it nice and small where everybody meets everybody and the end of it it's like a big giant family well we put out the pre-sales last week and in the during the pre-sales we sold more than 60 tickets so there's less than 10 spots left 10 spots left if you want to join us for the mastermind for next year we're putting the date so far out there you've got no excuses um, to be able to know that the date works you can put it in your calendar now and we also set up a payment plan for people to break it up into four easy payments so if you're one of those people that have thought about going to the mastermind have never pulled the trigger now's the time and it's for it's for march for next year but you got to go sign up now if you want that spot i don't like selling i don't like advertising so we figured we would knock it out quickly we'd knock it out you know this first couple weeks in april for next year so instead of working on that we're going to focus on value if you do join the mastermind you're going to be a uh, join part of our private facebook group where we do monthly zoom calls where we do tactics on those calls they're really small there's like you know between 10 and 20 people on those so you get to ask lots of questions and learn from experts so if you are interested in signing up go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind, network.com, forward slash mastermind. Go lock in your ticket. We have less than 10 spots left. You can break it up into four payments, so that way it is much easier to, to be sure to join. And I promise you, it is the least expensive mastermind out there for the type of stuff that we're doing. You know, the GoBundance masterminds that I talk about that I'm a part of cost five times what we do for this, and I try to deliver twice as much value. All right, back to the podcast. So the so you're a, you're a coach with a, I mean you coach a lot of people you have a lot of different kind of programs and and things like that you've got people that look to you for resources and you're doing it through your social media but you also do it officially and you also do it for the agents that work with you what's the most common concern or question or request for advice that you're getting from your from your clients your team from everybody right now what's the thing that that everybody is asking you for guidance on.
0: Uh-huh. Universally, it's about generating more revenue. I mean, that's kind of a common one. But I think, especially in a market like this, where things have changed, you know, if we're being honest, you know, for the last ten years, most markets have been on a just a great run. Things have been amazing. It's been nearly impossible to not make money. And one of the challenges for teams who I primarily coach on a one-on-one basis, we support individual agents as well, but. My work is primarily with team leaders, is that during that time, Aaron, they simply patched their ship with spotty holes. You know, more often than not, it was hire a staff member to do this work. Uh, You know, they'll figure it out, train them, kind of. Don't worry about the system. We'll let them sort that out, and it'll all be fine because the money is just coming at us so rapidly. More agents and, you know, more people. And you could make money doing that during this time. There was enough opportunity prices were going up. And what we're finding, most teams that I support, is that as deals have dried up, as volumes have gone down, the lack of strong culture is showing up. The lack of prospecting culture is showing up. The lack of attention to follow-up is showing up. The lack of attention to systems and systematization, even automations that are simple is showing up and now they can't afford all those staff members and so now they've got you know processes that are disintegrated and not working and you know not everyone in the organization knows what to do how to do it and when to do it and then one critical person leaves and this whole section of the business falls down and so that's a really common problem that we're solving now and we're using a lot of technology to to fill in those spaces I mean the truth is is that with AI and a, a lot of Uh, software that's out there, we can create a very structured and seamless process, not only to onboard new agents and to educate and train them how to do business our way and to get them into culture of prospecting and to integrate them into our teams and make them feel great about the work that we're doing, but we can also support far more transactions with far fewer people maybe engaging a VA to press a few buttons, but not super complex work as we use technology to make things a lot simpler. And so I think that's been a key thing. One of the most common things that we've been working with our clients on is not only, you know, what are the big high level challenges that they're being faced with, but let's on a week by week basis problem solve something bite size that we can tackle in seven days. And then with our resources, we actually get to work with them and get on the ground floor and actually implement. So While we do have a a large group of people that we serve, one of our unique sales propositions is that in addition to being the visionaries, we have a top producing sales coach that will support the the agents in producing at a higher level, converting at a higher level. And then our other partner is an ops coach. And so together what we'll do is structure the system working with the senior leadership, working with agents, and then creating the systems, even with the admin team and and getting everybody bought into the new vision moving forward so that we can be more profitable without having to spend a bunch more money on leads, without having to spend a bunch more money on expensive stuff or hiring, you know, new managers or directors for the company, but just using things that are almost readily available or fairly low dollar and increasing that bottom line. So it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, but it's always different. Like, that's the cool thing is there's always different personalities. There's always different dynamics. There's always different markets that we're in. And, uh, and that's why I love the work. You know, I get to show up and, and kind of face new challenges every week in my own business because I'm still doing it live. You know, we are on our end. You know, Ryan, our, our, our uh, sales coach, I mean, he's still doing 70, 80 deals a year, but still managing a full coaching client list. The dude coach, like golf's like 100 rounds a year in our short golf season up here in Canada. And, uh, but yeah, it's cool to, get behind the scenes and, and support. So that's been a lot of fun, man. And I think, uh, as I grow in my journey and the team allows me more freedom to kind of step back and, and do more of that, uh, that's going to be my passion. And that'll be the thing that I do till I fall over for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I can see when
1: you're, you know, when we get to keep up on social media with all the, the videos and the content you're doing and the daily, like you're pouring your heart and soul into like sharing what you're going through and trying to help other people learn and be supportive and you know and, and through everything you're doing. I could see that you that you love coaching, that you love doing it. Um what's so there's lots of AI stuff right now that's just been so fascinating. What's your favorite one that you've like tried and been seen, or you think that if an agent's listening, they haven't tried it at all, something they should like go try right away?
0: Yeah. So we've recently, and I, I'm going to forget the name of it right now, but there's this new piece of AI that'll allow you to take long format video content and just chop it up for you into like really effective bite-sized pieces so oh, wow. that you can have, yeah, and it'll even, uh, I, I'd have to get back to you with the name of it. My marketing person just brought it to us last week, um, but even like, so sh- say you shoot in landscape, it'll actually chop it up for you, you know, give you 60 second reels for your TikTok uh, for your Facebook and for your Instagram, it'll leave the longer format one, of course, for your uh, for your YouTube if that's where you want to use it natively. Give you some slightly longer format stuff, or even like fifteen second segments. It's a super affordable tool and uh, and uh, nearly perfect, like really really good. I know we've used one that does uh, voice modeling for uh, a variety of different reasons, and one of the the cool things that um, that we're working at uh, at creating is taking. The text from my individual coaching phone calls because they're confidential, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so say for example, you and I are in a coaching phone call. Well, I don't want to take that content and put it out anywhere, right? Like that would be, you know, not appropriate for for privacy. But what I can do is I can take the transcript of that. I use Otter. There's a number of different tools out there, and have that zap into uh, a central database. You can use like a Google Sheet or. Um, you know some other some other tool, and then have that feed into ChatGPT, and then have a prompt where it's now just going to spit you out a few different Facebook posts and even some blog content for you, and then you can then have that zapped into some of your other channels that will automatically post that for you, whether you use um, like Hootsuite or or something else. So there's these re- kind of like chain of event type things that you can create nearly seamlessly. There's a few buttons that you've got to press, but now I can turn really high value coaching content into social media content that's completely different. You know, there'd be no correlation whatsoever between this conversation and this person, but some of the value, a tool like chat is super effective at being able to parse and turn that into now valuable blog content or or social content that's the appropriate length, whether you want to put it on Twitter. So that's another really cool one. I mean, everybody's gone crazy for chat. I think, you know, what we're learning about chat is that, it's an effective tool unquestionably but the the real science is in the use of prompts and so for those of you that haven't haven't yet used chat gpt just go play with it i mean ask it for its favorite spaghetti recipe if you want but then do some studying uh, i found tiktok to be a great resource for effective prompts and tiktok's really good at determining your algorithm so if you're clearly interested in prompts for chat gpt it's going to give you endless ones i mean like, gosh i got a i got a spreadsheet of like 600 prompts um, that, uh, that are super effective. And for that matter, if somebody wants to reach out to me here, I'd happily share that. Uh, some great prompts for real estate, um, some great ways to use it, whether it's for property descriptions, for writing SEO-rich content on your website, uh, you name it, it's on there. So if anybody listening today wants to reach out to me, um, you can just go to my uh, link It's probably easier. It's just Linktree follow Courtney, and uh, send me a message on one of my channels, and I'll get that back to you. That's a great, yeah.
1: Yeah, people do. People will reach out to you. People need to reach out to you. The I think ChatGPT. GPT is the one I played with the most. I want to get a hold of that video one that you're talking about too, because that's so much of what we're trying to do now is is figure out. We know even in a podcast like this, there are. I mean, this is a very. It's a. We've had a fantastic conversation. There's going to be so many points for the people that have had the time to sit down and listen, and I love and appreciate all of our listeners that do. Right. Mm-hmm. That are, that are here, here till the end and they're taking notes and they're going to go apply it. But being able to also take this and spit it out into four or five little videos to help the people that have a little bit less time or don't even really know we have a podcast, but like TikToks, you know, pushing stuff out. I still get amazed right. at people that, um, they go, Oh, Aaron, you, you have a podcast. And there, but there are people that have been like following me for a long time. And I'm like, that's, really? that's like, that's like when somebody's like, I didn't know you were an agent. So I used somebody else and people are like, Oh man, so I guess I'm doing a poor job at reminding people that I have a podcast, but I love asking chat GBT property descriptions when it was like, do a property description for this, do direction yeah. to this property. I've even done like what school districts is this address in for when you're trying to prompt certain things on, on like MLS. And one of my favorite ones was like, can you give me, um, 12 a newsletter idea for every month for properties in austin yeah right and it essentially like it spits out the 12 newsletters so yeah. in may it should say this and in june it should say this and it really helps um you know there's a lot of reasons why people don't get into action doing things that they're told they should do because everyone's like oh you should have a newsletter even or even just like use Mailchimp. you don't need even need a fancy crm like but send everybody you've ever worked with an email right and send them a monthly newsletter or a check-in and there's it's like easy people. enough to copy and paste email addresses, but people are still nervous, uh-huh. but like it, it's helped to take these things that people are like, uh, there's reasons to not do it. It is hard to write your first letter to people and you never have, it is hard to write your first newsletter, but being able to use these prompts and these tools to get it started. Yeah. And then what usually happens is I think something's hard. So I don't really want to do it, but then I get results and then I fall in love with whatever that thing is. Right? right. So if somebody doesn't want to write newsletters, they don't want to send something, then they get a little bit of help from chat GPT and they get two people that reply and go, oh, I was thinking about reaching out to you. Like, what's my house worth now?
0: Yeah. Um, the you know, cool thing is all your, all your prompts now are trained, right? So as long as you're using the same, uh, the same thread to continue to go back and, and be in your voice for your property descriptions, once you've trained that prompt, you can go back in with the basics of your property description and go for it. I mean, the beauty, right? So, what we'll typically do here, and we'll have our, we're having our admin team do it now, it's so simple, but we've trained the prompt to speak in our voice for our company, okay? We've turned the prompt now over to our admin team. So, yeah, if there's an old property description in there, for sure, you know, we'll copy it if it's a relisted property. If there's some spec sheet, for example, you know, that the client has provided us with, we'll use that. If there's some details that already exist from the web that we know about the neighborhood, we, we might include those. Um, but the truth is, is there, uh, maybe if our listeners don't know, but you can plug in uh, Google to your chat. So I don't know if you've done that, if you've run that Chrome integration where you can integrate uh, your your Chrome so that it has up-to-date information. Because I think it, the data stopped at, what, October 2021? Yeah, that's exactly what heard. Did. yeah. Yeah, and so if you plug in Google, now you've got like up-to-the-minute information. And so if you use that prompt and just plug it in with copy and pasting some of the stuff you already have, man, you're going to get the best property description on the planet. And what did it take you, like five minutes? I mean, gosh, I know when I was writing really effective property descriptions, sometimes it would take an hour, you know? I'm thinking, okay, how do I make this keyword rich? I want to get strong SEO out of it if it lasts on the market a minute or two. Uh, But now chat's got that for you. So there's so many... So many different things that we can use, man. So many tools, and I've got a ton. If people want to reach out, I'll be happy to share. Gosh, everything I got for that matter. Yeah, it's a tool. T- I love being able to say, "Now make the listing funnier.
1: Now make yeah, it shorter. Right. Now make it longer." I've played so much with those things, and it is we're living in a very cool time, you know. Mm. And but we're also living in this, you know, in this challenging, t- challenging time in some parts of the world for this parts of our business. And now I think it's about figuring out, well, like, what can we learn during this time? What can we figure out? And how can we see? There will be a day that we will say, 2023 happened to me for this reason. Yeah. Because that's the year that I did X, Y, Z. And so now I'm trying to ask myself ahead of time, like, what's that reason going to be? Because the sooner I can actually get into, like, the lesson of what's going to happen, and the sooner I can get into that, that's it right. changes, you know, kind of that whole mindset. I guess my last question is, what are your... What are your predictions for real estate over the next year, you know, as people are asking you, uh, and, and I guess, and just tying it into like the last piece of advice you can give any of the agents out there that are wanting to succeed in real estate, whether they've been around for 10 years, they've been around for three, you mm-hmm. know, what are your predictions and what advice are you going to give? That's the, that this is the most important thing Courtney can tell you.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I've been through this a few times myself, Aaron, and, and I can share with everyone here. These things don't last forever. Okay. I know that there's lots going on in the world. You don't have to look very far to be scared. You never have in markets like this needed to look very far to be scared and there's no shortage of scared people. So my first advice is to cultivate uh, an environment where you're seeing more optimism and you're hearing and seeing less negative talk. It's just toxic for us in these times to be more and more scared. It limits our ability to see opportunity and it limits our ability to, to do the work necessary to win when things do turn around. Now, how long that will be, we don't know. You know, is 2024 going to be a bang-up year? It's possible. Might it be a bit slower coming on and 2025 is a great year? Possibly. We just don't know for sure. But what we do know is this has probably been the belly of it, right? We've probably been through the worst of it so far. How much is it going to take to turn around? We can't say for certain. But what I do know is that the work that we do now, the mindset that we adopt now, will pay dividends if done properly. And if we go ahead and double down and do the work that's necessary, whether that be prospecting, whether that be systematization, whether that be automations, whether that be learning some new technologies, whatever it is that's most relevant, highest dollar, and most impactful in your business right now, if you invest the energy in doing that right now with the extra time that you do have because you're not banging out all the transactions that you did last year you will reap the rewards if you're using this time to vacation to sit around and to wait then yeah your trajectory is going to take much longer to take off and somebody is going to get ahead of you unquestionably and so uh, my advice is always cultivate that environment where you're around great people do the necessary work i'm not necessarily advocating that people double down and all of a sudden work 100 hours a week You know, to me, that's not great advice. Listen, work your 60-hour week. Use your time wisely. Be effective. Do the high-dollar stuff that's going to get you the year that you want next year and help you finish strong this year. And if you do that, you're going to be just fine.
1: Hey, Real Estate rock stars! we only have a few minutes left in this episode, but before we get to the grand finale, I just wanted to say, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, podcasts are obviously free. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast, but if you could pay one thing, if I could charge you one thing to listen to this podcast, what I would ask you to do is go please make a review. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's on youtube or on apple or android wherever you listen to podcasts and go give me a review of the podcast i read them i listen to them i try to make adjustments you know a couple of years ago i had a ton of bad reviews on the sound quality or the number of advertisements things like that and i've really tried to dial in to add value for all of you guys so please 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 go do a review if you want to get a, a copy of the toolbox of the stuff that you know everybody that comes on the show they give us some tactics They give us something that we put in what we call our toolbox. And so to get that, you go to real estate, network.com. When you get there, click on the, the toolbox and you get access to the free gift that every person that we interview on the episode provides. There's things like, you know, uh, listing tactics, how to do a presentation, you know, how to do a newsletter, all sorts of cool, fun stuff. And if you want to talk to me, go find me on Instagram at Aaron Amuchastegui. Ask me a question. I talk to so many of you guys on there. All right back to the show. Thanks again for being a listener. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who is the person I need to be today? Right. For that person that I want to be for that life that I want to have at the end of the year yeah. and next year, Courtney, I am, man, I'm so grateful for you. Mm, I'm I appreciate you so much. I love mm-hmm. getting to see, um, all the stuff that you've been doing. And I mean it when I say like, I am so darn grateful that I have my life back and my family has my life back and Maddie has the life that she has. Mm -hmm. And you are one of the people I think about that we couldn't have done it without you. And you were one of the few people that sent Maddie a gift when she was going through the things, letting her know you were thinking about her, you were helping it here, knowing that like you were putting your heart and soul into this. Like I just, I just so part of Maddie's healing journey. You were such a big part of, and I just don't want to make light of that, that I appreciate it so much, you know, for listeners, Courtney's a stand-up guy and if you're not following him on social he's gonna have his own podcast someday I keep encouraging him to let him know uh, to go do that but if you're not following him yet go to his link tree go to Facebook go to Instagram he, he has different content that he pushes out at all the different avenues mm-hmm. and so depending on your flavor he's got that for you and uh, and I just and, and I love getting to follow along in your journey and I think every one of our listeners would add a lot of value to uh, other than your link tree any way that
0: people should be getting hold of you? I think it's probably the best way, I mean listen, I'll throw my cell phone up if somebody's more inclined to to call if they're not on social. I don't mind that that's just four oh three nine one five eighty eight eighty eight folks can just text me and we can hop on a call uh I know that that's sometimes more personal man i you know what you're right man i I do love helping people, and I would do this coaching thing for free you know it's uh it's so much fun seeing people grow and seeing them overcome things and uh and I'm so appreciative just back at you, man, for the work that you've done. I mean, I've learned so much, bro, listening to your podcast, hearing, you know, thousands of little tidbits from so many great people over the years. And, and I know that all of the listeners that are here today are, are grateful for you too. And so, so just let me say that, you know, my, my willingness and desire to, to support you in that small way was, was just an ounce of return for the value that I think you've created for so many of us over the years. So thanks for what you've been doing, brother. And uh, thanks for your continued support of this entire real estate Rockstar podcast community.
1: Yeah Well,
0: the, what a great way
1: to end it for both of us. Uh, I hope you guys reach out to Courtney. I think he can help change your life. The, you know, Courtney, again, thanks for being on here. This was you know a fantastic conversation today, you know a little bit different way of doing the real estate Rockstars podcast, but I think that you delivered so much value out there. So thanks again. Real estate rock stars.